If you ask me, nothing stinks more than when your husband Dutch ovens you with a big, ripe, juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers. Except maybe body odor. That's why I'm excited to tell you about Lumi whole body deodorant. Lumi delivers outrageous 72-hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes, even those private parts. As a special offer, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code and link. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at lumideodorant.com. That's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What's up, guys? Don't forget to sub to Patreon so that you can see the visuals because not only do we have episodes of the podcast, we have exclusive content that nobody else sees on any other apps, behind the scenes, photo shoots, and we're dropping a whole bunch of surprising stuff this year. So if you guys don't want to miss out and you want to be the first to know, go over to our Patreon, www.dumblondunrated.com. Love ya. Is this thing on? Bonnie, who used to be a former sex worker and now hosts the podcast Dumb Blonde. Most little girls grow up wanting to be doctors and lawyers and shit. And I was like, I want to be super hot, make a lot of fucking money and be a rock star's wife. That was my goal as a child. And (laughs) here we are. (laughs) What's up, guys? You guys are really loving this um, little fucking series that we're doing. So today it's just me and Mimi. Hey, guys. Hi, me. So everybody is loving you on the podcast. I've come to find that out. <laughs> I didn't think, I mean, I don't know. I just didn't think they knew enough about me to want me on here. No, everybody All the comments, you. everyone's so nice to me. I know. Very so we might, we might be making Mimi the trusty steed. We don't know yet, though. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll definitely, we're getting a new studio. So when you guys see the new set, then you'll know if she's coming on or not. <laughs> we'll do like a little reveal. Yeah, for sure. Hold on one second. My husband's texting me. We're sexting right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. Um, 
Well, today we are going to dive into one of Mimi's favorite serial killers. I which love him so much. I'm reading this story and I'm just so fucking sick to my stomach. <laughs> you, and she said the craziest thing to me because she's like, I don't feel like he was a serial killer. And mm-hmm. I'm like, this dude is fucking something's wrong with him. He's a psychopath. He's my yeah. favorite psychopath. I don't believe he was a serial killer. No. He got off on the idea of death. Right. Not the idea of killing. Right. And And he only killed a couple of people, right? It Technically three people. And that's what makes you a serial killer. Right. Three people. But he dug up the corpses. Majority. Everyone else that he handled was already dead of natural causes. Right. But to have compassion for a weirdo like this, it's going to be hard for me to find. I so. feel like this is similar to the Eileen Morneau story. That no, we she kind of, you know, had a heart. At least she loved, you know, girls and fucking only killed men. <laughs> <He said> and <laughs> completely different. He when, loved when we, them. They so just weren't alive. For those of you who don't know who we're talking about, we are talking about Ed Gein. Ed Gein. And he's pretty, pretty spicy. Mm-hmm. I mean. I got her roped in by telling her. A very key part of this story. And she said, oh, we're doing it. So when you guys get to the pot, I'm going to tell you guys. But this was. And, you know, uh, I when I was in high school, I became obsessed with studying serial killers more for the psychological side of things. I wanted to know why these people chose to make these decisions in life. Mm -hmm. Um, And Ed Gein happened to be one of them. And even in high school, I remember thinking to myself, like, I don't feel like. He's a serial killer. I feel like he's a psychopath. He's one of the most iconic psychopaths of, you know, history. But serial killer? No. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're going to let you guys decide for yourself. I don't think he's a serial killer either. I do agree with you on that. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like he's a few grapes short of a fruit salad. For sure. He's a few tacos short of a taco truck. Like this dude. <laughs> and, you know, it's crazy because his mom was so super fucking religious. Mm-hmm. So I feel like those are the real weirdos yeah. are the people whose parents, I'm one of them, who were super strict and mm-hmm. super just like overbearing yeah. and like shoved religion down their throat. Mm-hmm. It's like a different fear that it creates in and these it's all he kids. Knew. You yeah. know, like it's one, if, if some if I had a child and as that child was being raised, if I told them that the color red was blue, that's the name of it, and they got older, they would know no different. Right. They would think the color red is named blue. Yeah. And I feel like in these incidents, that's exactly it. I feel like it, he knew no different. Right. He was almost like brainwashed. The, for sure. Definitely brainwashed. Yeah. Yeah. I would definitely agree with you on that. You think they can see the hair on my legs from here? I just realized I didn't shave. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking right at you <laughs> on the TV screen and it's all up front and personal. Uh, um, Listen, when you're married, you don't shave your legs. Uh-uh. I shaved today for the first time just because I was like, you know what? It's almost winter. Maybe I should shave my Ewok. And, and I'm I just growing my winter coat out. Yeah. Hmm? I had to do it one last time. I was like, I just want to see what she looks like without hair. Just one last <laughs> just time. I forget. I, I miss her. I forget <laughs> what she looks like without hair sometimes. Although I don't like hair. I'm very like my hair is not very hairy anyways. You don't have hair at all. You don't even have hair on your eyebrows. Being around my dad, I've realized he's not hairy. No. So that's why. Thank God. <laughs> you my really mom was a bushwhacker. No hair. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. She that's was a That's funny that you get the dad's jeans in yeah. that. That's crazy. Normally. I have you get the mom's jeans. When I have a lot of my dad's jeans, actually. You're so much like your dad. Oh, it's crazy. We were over there. Not to, we'll get. Well, I swear we'll get to the murderer soon. But we were over there the other day, and my dad just when he's over something, he's over it. And I'm the same Tunes way. Out. 
literally I'm the same way and I'm like all right I gotta go like uh, that's literally what I'll do and that's what my dad will do he'll be like all right well it was really nice seeing you and you know come and see me tomorrow <laughs> I'll be like you just don't you, I know I'll be like Billy you just asked me to fucking sit here and show you something and yeah yeah but I'm tired we'll deal with that tomorrow and yeah. I'm like okay well see you later <laughs> but Kayla was like dude you are just like your dad you yes. made the same facial expressions like truly I have my dad's hand oh no no I'm sorry I have my mom's hands my dad's feet my dad's arms I was like, dad, can you grow any fucking muscles? Cause I can't, no matter how hard I fucking work out, my upper body just stays the same. He's like, nope, never could. <laughs> That's crazy. But this this kind of ties into the story that we're talking about is like, you get true qualities from your parents, even if you didn't spend a lifetime with these parents. Yeah, for sure. Truly. Like, uh, we, you talked about DNA. once you kind of, you know, reconnected with your mom, you're like, wow. Yeah. Wow. There was little things that she would do that you do. And like yeah. you guys weren't raised together, though. She but now, showed me everything I didn't want to ever become. It, yeah. And but now that you're with your dad, too, and having him so close again mm. later on in life, you realize there's so many qualities we don't realize that we get from our parents. Oh, and yeah, for sure. I'm so glad I turned out more like my dad. I, I have my mom's anxiety and I have her mm -hmm. like nervous tics. Things and stuff I feel like that. like that were passed on genetically, genetically. Mm -hmm. versus you have mannerisms of your father yeah yeah and thank god because my mom was fucking white trash hillbilly dude she had no fucking cooth dude rest in peace vanessa but you're a fucking lunatic she came on the bailey bailey sky posted or, i'm sorry i always call her bailey sky because that's her name on tiktok but amy bail sky the psychic on tiktok um did a reading for jay and i and in that reading my mom decides to come through nobody else from my side of the fucking world wants to come through all of jay's family members did but here comes my mom and the first thing she's she asks is me to take her ashes on the tour bus with her she wanted to go on tour and i was like you know i'm never gonna touch your ashes we're not lady. doing that yeah <laughs> like you know i'm never gonna touch your ashes not happening um yeah, but yeah that's when that we're was... moving the other day my mom comes out and she's like i was like what's wrong she goes like i just found grandma oh. she's like can someone go get her please oh fuck i hate that dude i didn't even know we had her <laughs> i'm yeah that's how i'm so weird about ashes in our house we keep you them talked our, about that houses. yeah because yeah, i want i don't want them in our house because yeah. i have a crazy story about oh, something that happened with me with ashes mm -hmm. so should i tell it yeah okay i was waiting did you see me I was like, yeah so um, I was living with my ex-boyfriend at the time and this dude had lost his mom. This is the craziest story ever, but this dude lost his mom and we were having kind of like a get together, a barbecue or something. And he brings this urn with her ashes over to the barbecue. And I'm like, what the fuck is does happening? That? Like who does that? Right. But I mean, who are we to judge anybody's way of grieving or whatever? Well, everybody ends up getting smashed at this fucking little house party, barbecue, whatever. And I wake up the next morning and this woman's ashes are in my fucking kitchen. And I'm like, he left okay. Her. And at this time, I didn't have quite a diversion to ashes, but this is why I do now. Because those ashes sat on my counter for at least two weeks. And the dude, we kept calling him like, hey, come get your mom, come get your mom, come get your mom. Like, we don't want these yeah. ashes here. We want to make sure that you get them back. And he was just like, oh, just keep them there. You know, like just completely like blowing it off that fucking his mom, his dead mother was in my kitchen. Well, for those two weeks, I kept getting the most severe headaches and like it would start in my neck and like be in my head and my throat. I kept feeling like weird, like suffocation feelings. And like, I just felt like this woman died a violent death and mm -hmm. I could not figure it out. 
at first I thought there was something wrong with me. I was like, what is going on? I'm fucking picking up on something like what's happening because I've always been like really susceptible to anxiety and stuff like that. So I brushed that off. And then one day I was like, it's these fucking ashes. And I'm like, call him and ask him how his mom died. And so my ex calls his mom, calls him, sorry. My ex calls the dude and he's like, my mom died a severely violent death. Her, she died from domestic violence. Her boyfriend stabbed her in her neck and strangled her. And I'm like, this woman doesn't want to be in these ashes, dude. Like she's screaming for, to, to be let out of these ashes. She doesn't want to be in this fucking box, you know? I was like, you, do you want to sprinkle your mom's ashes anywhere? And he's like, no, you could just keep, you know, pretty much. I don't know. We were fucking partying back then. He might have just been a drug addict and fucking. Who knows if this is mom? Right. <laughs> we're like, I don't know who we ended up with. But anyways, so I took her ashes to the nearest um, graveyard. And in the in Vegas, there's a graveyard out there that has a lake in it. And I opened up her ashes and I spread them all over the lake. And I just kind of like said a prayer for her and just kind of released her into the earth again. And I tell when I tell you the relief that was lifted off of my shoulders when these ashes were released, I didn't have a headache. My neck didn't hurt the next day, nothing. And I could feel her like thanking me. I could see a visual of like a woman just thanking me, you know. And ever since then, I don't keep ashes in my house because I just don't. You know, people are like, oh, well, it's they're just remains. There's no energy there. No. There's energy wherever people want their energy exactly. to go. Exactly. Lauren taught us that. They yeah. will follow themselves. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. So that's my story of why I don't keep ashes in my house. If Goodness. anybody else has any weird ashes stories, let me know. Yeah, for yeah. reals. That's yeah. so scary. And now that I want to think back, like knowing that grandma was in our house this whole time. <laughs> like, damn. Grandma's like, probably peaceful, though. She's probably happy where she's at and watching the kids grow up sure and stuff like that. Is exactly that we love grandma vera we, we adore i the love the name vera i've yeah. always loved that name grandma vera uh, vera nicole so olivia is olivia sue nicole so for my mom and nicole for yeah grandma vera but uh she was a beautiful woman i loved grandma vera she was very hard-headed i'm talking very hard-headed we love a spicy grandma man she was like five foot and would kick anyone's ass that's how my volvo was yes 411 and fucking would beat my dad with brushes literally like her son back talked her one time jason said they were driving down the road and she said something he disagreed she pulled over on the highway said get the fuck out of my car <sighs> and kicked donnie out of the car <laughs> <laughs> good i, oh I love a spicy her, grandma yeah. she she was so like she lived in the hood too Aww. like in the hood and she was so damn nosy she would stand out there in her bathrobe smoking her cigarettes just watching, watching everybody. people deal drugs and stuff she'd be like these motherfuckers <laughs> i love it moves to the hood uh, uh, pissed off whenever fucking drug deals are going down exactly that's hilarious <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into this disgusting story. Uh, Lower your mic just a little bit because I think it's covering your face. No worries. Let's dive into this. Listen, if you're eating right now, do not fucking eat. I'm just going to give a disclaimer. If you're eating right now, which we're about to eat too, Mm -hmm. so I don't know how I'm about to do this, but if you're eating right now, hurry up and eat and then listen to this pause yeah, the pause fucking it, come back. yeah come back because it gets really gross mm-hmm. and it's so i don't know if you guys Very know the story gory, of so. ed gein it's pretty pretty fucking gore warning yeah for sure also like religious trauma warning yeah yeah for because sure. it, like you already touched on that mm-hmm. but like you gotta really touch on that like, no for sure I, it brought some stuff up for me when i was reading really? the story yeah, yeah i was just like oh god i could i can relate to that yeah for sure 
We all know there are things in life you have to compromise on, like going out instead of staying in or eating fast food instead of cooking at home. But when it comes to your health, there is no compromise. So don't go back to that one doctor who uses your appointment to catch up on the latest headlines, their family group chat, their crossword puzzles, just because they're available right now, or they take your slightly sketchy insurance. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. And these docs all have verified reviews from actual real patients. I know the next time I need a doctor, I'm definitely logging on to ZocDoc. Go to ZocDoc.com slash bunny, B-U-N-N-I-E, and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash bunny b-u-n-n-i-e zocdoc.com slash bunny if you ask me nothing stinks more than when your husband dutch ovens you with a big ripe juicy one and then holds your head down under the covers except maybe body odor that's why i'm excited to tell you about lumi whole body deodorant lumi delivers outrageous 72 hour odor control everywhere from your pits to your feet and yes even those private parts as a special offer new customers get 15 percent off all lumi products with our exclusive code and link use code bunny b-u-n-n-i-e at lumideodorant.com that's l-u-m-e-d-e-o-d-o-r-a-n-t.com You guys know I absolutely love Lumi. I rock it everywhere I go. I work long hours. So if I'm doing like a podcast run or if I'm out at one of my husband's shows or just overall anxiety ridden and I'm sweating, Lumi has saved me so many times, especially a toasted coconut. I feel like it masks my odor a little bit more and especially that right armpit that always smells like beef stroganoff. If you know, you know. Once again, as a special offer for listeners, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with our exclusive code. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that equals over 40% off their starter pack. Use code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, for 15% off your first purchase at lumideodorant.com. That's code BUNNY, B-U-N-N-I-E, at L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-A-N-T dot com. All right, so Ed Gein, the House of Horrors. He's also known as the Butcher of Plainfield or the Plainfield Ghoul. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me just say, I my favorite movie in the whole wide world is House of a Thousand Corpse. Yes. Um, I actually have a House of a Thousand Corpse tattoo. House of a Thousand Corpses. Corpses. Um I, I love this movie. Yeah. Like, I mean, movies that were made after him were House of a Thousand Corpses, yep. Silence of the Lambs, and Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Those are all That's great all, movies. Well, there was like there was like a huge list of them, too. So if you guys die deep, there's like a big list of them. These were some of the main ones. But Otis, which is played by Rob Zombie, um, kind of, you know, made some things. Channeled him. Yeah, channeled him. That's a great mm-hmm. word. Channeled Ed Gein when creating that character and when you guys are done listening to this story go watch one of those and you will totally pick up on the little thing so when i was in high school learning about ed Gein, it was cool because i was able to relate it to that house of a thousand corpse 
um, Ed Gein. House Edward, of a Thousand Corpses. Corpses, sorry. <laughs> Always say corpse. Um, Ed Gein, Edward Theodore Gein, also called the Butcher of Plainfield, was born on August 27th, 1906. Virgo. They say that Virgos, Geminis, and Pisces are the main really? serial killer birth signs. Yes. No way. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I wonder yeah. why. Um, Do you think it's their temperament? Pisces men are very violent, so yeah, I could see that. Yeah. And, and very emotional, which makes them violent, can be. Not all of them. Mm-hmm. And then Virgo, I have a lot of Virgo placements, and I'm extremely fucking just mean. <laughs> so I could only imagine a Virgo man. Look at Cash. Cash is a wild card, so yeah. yeah. I totally see that, man. Yeah. He, he is, got a little serial, baby serial killer. He, oh, I love it. <laughs> it's either Joe Dirt or a serial killer, so you know, yeah. one of the two. He's a wild child, man. Like yeah. last night, he he was not. I ended up being. I was like, "You're a bad boy," because he like wouldn't. He kept like running and jumping off the bed, and waking up his sister. And I was like, "Will you just lay down, please?" And I was like, "You're being a bad boy." And he looked at me. He was like, "I'm being a good boy." Yeah. I was like, "Please don't do that to me." <laughs> <laughs> um. So, um, Ed was born in July of nineteen. No, I'm sorry, no, August. August of of. Uh, 1906 and he lived until 1984 like this dude lived a long fucking life yeah evil always lives long for some reason lived into your 80s back in that day yeah crazy to think about yeah that's nuts how old was he he was about what 82 yeah Uh crazy yeah like that's a long life to live and you lived a crazy life at that and the shit he's seen like why would you want to be alive to see that yeah to reminisce about it that's so wild yeah oh lord let's get into his childhood um so he was born to a religious uh mother augusta Gein. he was augusta's second born child following the birth of a baby boy henry george Gein. In January 1901. I wonder if Henry was a Capricorn or an Aquarius. I wonder which one he was. Ooh, let's look that up real fast. Yeah, can you get like a real date mm-hmm. on him? Because that would under that would. I was reading the story, you know, and we'll get into it later on. But that would explain why some things happened between the brothers. Okay. Because January seventeenth. Oh, okay, so he's right on the same cusp as me. He's a Capricorius. Yeah, he wasn't putting up with that shit. No. <laughs> he was like, what the fuck is wrong with you, Ed? Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, like, something's wrong with you, bro. Mm-hmm. So the boy's father, George Gein, drank alcohol excessively and was unable to hold down a job for long periods of time. This infuriated Augusta, who harbored deep resentment towards her husband, but she never pursued a divorce due to her beliefs on the subject. Probably like religious beliefs, right? Yes, absolutely. As a result, Ed and his older brother Henry were raised within a temperamental household. I wonder if that means, if that's a good wording for violent. That's, yeah. I really feel like those two probably endured a lot with their father because they, they talk about how unhealthy the relationship was between the mother and the father that yeah. back in that day you have an alcoholic father he's definitely beating the shit out of you yeah for sure for sure yeah because child abuse wasn't a thing back then <clears throat> yeah. they believed that you should beat your children back oh, then for sure my um my grandfather on my dad's side raging alcoholic and there was five children and like to the point that he would break the kids bones like he oh. beat the shit out of these children god so 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 mm, bad that's and terrible it, i could never know, do that no one to bats a child. an eye back then you yeah. know my dad was born in the 40s like that they don't 
they just kind of like kids deserve to be beaten. God, blah, blah, blah. yeah, that's terrible. I I understand a little swat on the butt every now and then, mm-hmm. but fucking to Full break a like, kid's bones. Yeah, like hurting those children. Like that's crazy. I grew up in a very violent household, so I don't. We don't like Bailey has never been spanked in her life. Mm-hmm. The child doesn't know what it's like to be spanked, you know. But I understand like when you're raising a child if you like swat them on the butt like if mm-hmm. they go to like touch a fucking hot stove or something like that exactly. you know or but not listen after the full on time, fucking beating? beat your child yeah absolutely not no mm-hmm. i couldn't do that um so augusta rarely showed affection towards the two sons she believed that they were condemned to be disappointments just like their father augusta would often preach to them from the bible and she instilled into them that the beliefs of alcohol and all women except for herself of course were the pinnacles of immorality immorality for sure she uh it sounds to me like she was extremely narcissistic and she probably had a god complex oh the fact that they only can like praise her right as a woman like god forbid should you find affection in any other woman but your mother yeah how did she expect them to like continue on their bloodline i don't think she thought of that yeah i think it was that's why i think she was narcissistic because it was always just about her and i think she felt so bad about the dad because the dad probably didn't give her the attention she wanted so Mm -hmm. she had these two boys and was just like worship me yeah do you think do you think that she had some type of i don't know this is just how i feel like psychotic tendencies possibly that then you know trickled into i'm sure the dad was beating on her too Mm -hmm. so i'm sure the only thing that she could control was her two kids she couldn't Mm -hmm. control the father yeah so she you know came up with you when you're in situations like that you try to find um other things that you control can control because everything else is so out of control in your life oh that makes so much sense From early childhood, Ed developed a very close relationship with his mother. Strong beliefs about women considered as an instrument of the devil and a total aversion to any form of transgression became ingrained in him. Mm. So that means like anything sexual, he was not allowed to think or do or or anything. Yeah, outwardly speaking about other women and his thoughts. Yeah. I couldn't imagine raising a little boy to hate women like that. No. That's so weird. It, it, like, you're also telling someone a natural feeling that you have, you know, yeah. like a teen boy when he hit puberty. Mm-hmm. Imagine, like, how much trauma that was. Oh, that's how religion is, though, because I was raised the same way, that you're not supposed to talk about sex or, that's you know, crazy. till marriage and all that stuff. Because, like, going through puberty and stuff, like, that's literally a rush of hormones. And yeah. you're being told that you are bad for that. like, yeah. And it's such a natural thing to be happening within the body. Not saying that they should be acting on sexual things. But, like, how do you control those and, like, open up about those feelings? And, like, that's just insane. Yeah, for so sure. Ed begins to exhibit signs of disordered sexuality. At the age of 10, he had an orgasm watching his parents slaughtering a pig. Once he... Once... While he was masturbating in the bathroom, his mother saw him and an outburst of anger grabbed his genitals and immersed him in boiling water. Ed was not allowed to think about sex. On the contrary, he must remain a virgin for life like he promised his parents. First of all, how do they know he had an orgasm watching this pig get slaughtered? Did he tell somebody about this? Maybe in court. He opened up about his life story and like because you know he well i don't want to skip ahead but like later on in life he had to speak about these things 
you know, so he had to confide in someone about that. And maybe, you know, who knows, but can you imagine like the, the thought on a child's brain that that's what turns you on? Guess what? I ordered the food to my house. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) die. Oh my god, I shouldn't be in charge of anything, dude. We ordered food before this podcast started, and we were going to eat, and then we were going to start the podcast, and then as she's sitting there, she's like, man, our food is taking so long. This has been like 30 minutes since, and she goes, oh my god, I never ordered it. Dude, I'm like having the the hardest day ever today. My brain is like, I left my brain somewhere. Order again. Can yeah. You change the address once yeah, you've got no, to check out. Definitely gonna do that. I can't. I have to wait till he drops the order off to where I can order it again. So he has orgasmed, watching his parents slaughter a pig, and then got caught masturbating. Yeah, and then she puts his fucking genitalia in boiling water. Like something was really wrong with her. I think maybe she might have gone through some sort of sexual abuse or something happened oh, to her yeah. to where she's just passing this on to her children because you don't get like that unless something happened to you yes you know absolutely so she's just traumatizing him back yeah you know because she didn't i think i think she's there's a little touch of the the psychotics in that bloodline yeah for sure a little little tinge (laughs) little tinge Mm -hmm. during their upbringing ed and henry were prohibited from spending any leisurely time away from the family family's rural farming property in plainsville which meant their only physical escape was attending school. However, Augusta would discipline her sons if they attempted to make any friends at school, which significantly impeded their social interactions, and Ed, in particular, became a victim of bullying. The brothers only had each other for friendship throughout their childhoods. Instead of spending their spare time playing with other kids their age, they were confined to doing chores on the farm, and despite these restrictions, Ed continued to show unwavering love and admiration for his mother. However, Henry was not so accepting. Henry was like, uh, yeah, no, this ain't, this ain't it. Mm-hmm. That's how I was. I grew up in a really strict household, and I was like, fuck this. I'm yeah. not fucking, this isn't right. So Ed has now developed like an obsession, you know. I wonder if she sexually abused him. It had to. I mean, she's grabbing him by the genitalia. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Yeah. You know, and I'm wondering how old he was when this happened, you know. Like, yeah. How old were you when you're, mas- you're found masturbating? Because it said, you know, he's a little bit older. And, like, yeah. You're just gra- you're just manhandling your children like that? Yeah. Like, you, you don't... Know? I would feel weird grabbing a child's wiener, whether yeah. it's my kid or not, you know? That's weird. Yeah. And putting so, it in boiling water. That's yeah. evil. Yeah. No. So, th- you're right. He, she could have been, you know, fucking around with him or something. Yeah. That caused that sick obsession. Yeah. And maybe Henry was just like, no, nah, fuck you. You're not going to touch me in those places. Yeah. And, yeah. So, now going into teen adult life... You know, in 1940, their father has now died suffering a heart attack. So in order to gain some additional family income, they took odd jobs as handymen for local residents. Um, Ed and his brother managed to build a reputation as hardworking and trustworthy members of the community, which led Ed securing himself a babysitting work. Um, He enjoyed it because he liked being around uh, children more than he died he did adults it had been pointed out that his preference may have been due to a lack of social development early in life so 
he you know he kind of had that um what was it the michael jackson effect yeah like, something was stripped away from him as a mm-hmm. child and he was doing anything he could to um, hold on to that childhood exactly. or try to create a childhood yes that's so crazy that you know you have this guy watching your kids and you don't even realize how fucked up he is in his head could you imagine later on when like that the yeah. story came to light and you're like that dude used to babysit me yeah <laughs> god or the parents who left the kids with him that's crazy yeah that's crazy <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center thanks to carvana it doesn't get any better than this your favorite seat's the best spot in the house make it even better by entering your license plate or vin and getting a real offer in minutes there really is no place like home And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Um, Henry rejected his mother's ideals and expressed his concern with how attached Ed was to their mother. Henry began to openly criticize their mother, their mother, which pissed off Ed. And we don't want to piss off Ed. So in May of 1944, a fire broke out close to the family home and both brothers went out to tackle it. The fire was extinguished, but Ed claimed to have become separated from his brother during. He contacted the police and reported Henry's disappearance, but when the authorities arrived, Ed was suspiciously able to lead them directly to his brother's body. Although Henry had not been burnt by the fire and his head showed signs of bruising consistent with being struck, police ruled out murder and the cause of death was noted as asphyxiation. So what sounds to me like what happened was Ed was trying to kill his brother and the brother was fighting back. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. But read, Ed's a fucking psychopath and one. I read somewhere that it, um, they believe that it was like um, trauma from like a rock or a very hard, solid object. Yeah. So either you beat the shit out of him uncontrollably, but th- why did the... the examiners and stuff not look into this subject a little bit further Is this was like 1940 right 1940 so they yeah. probably so didn't we're in have any 44 at this yeah. point so they probably didn't have like dna they probably yeah. like you know they it probably knew the family like, was already fucking weird yeah they're probably like they had to have, it's a small town i had yeah. to have like a reputation or something within the town yeah absolutely those two but For sure like it was that considered one of the deaths that he killed them? Like, did that? It, it probably gave him a t- his, t- his first taste of blood. Mm. So that's probably what triggered it. And he was like, oh, if I can get away with this, what else can I get away with? True. So and it gets weirder, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. Like, this, this is, is mild. Very tip of the iceberg. Yeah. One year after Henry's death, Augusta suffered a stroke and her health began to deteriorate. She spent most of her time confined to a bed and acted more erratical than ever uh ed served as her only carrier carer ed served as her only carer but 
was also the sole victim of her vicious mood swings. In a continued cycle of psychological and emotional abuse, Augusta would compare her son to his useless father, but would then contrastedly contrastingly then but then contrastingly show a softer maternal side and allow ed to sleep in her bed that's weird they were definitely doing something she was touching him yeah something's going on yeah you definitely snuggling snuggle. or like you know something that's probably just crossing the line absolutely yeah. like that's so weird and creepy and like borderline just ew Ed continued living with his mother until she died in 1945, following multiple strokes, leaving him devastated. Gein had spent 39 years under his mother's roof and lived to serve her every need, and suddenly she was gone, leaving him on his own for the first time in his life. He now lost his brother. Well, he mom. killed his brother. It will within a year. Yeah. So you have nobody. And like the dad passed away in the 1940s so this is honestly just a five year gap he lost his whole family that and he just doesn't know how to bond with anybody else so he doesn't have friends he has no one Mm -hmm. so augusta had spent years embedding into her boys that feelings of sex and lust were absolutely immoral and to be avoided at all costs ed's only compassion into adulthood was from his mother so that's just to me this is where my empath sets in of like the Eileen Warnos. Is yeah. He really didn't know any different. Right. And I understand that. And it just like that's all he knew. Yeah. Was love from his mother. So he had no um, like social cues yeah. and such, which I feel like this plays a role later on in the story of just he didn't know how to... Um, control his emotions yeah either mm. uh, which i feel like is where the brother incident happened i don't feel like he went out there with intentions of killing his brother but i'm sure in a fit of rage that incident then came to light yeah for sure you can read the next one his mother's death was the tipping point gene would later say a force built up within me in reference to losing his mother he began visiting local cemeteries and digging up the bodies of deceased women with the intentions of creating a woman suit that he would then wear around. His aim was to physically recreate a version of his mother, later admitting to authorities that he wanted to become her and crawl into her skin. This was the leg- oh, um, the leggings and torso found by... Schley. Schley. <laughs> the leggings and torso found by Schley and his team and Edgine admitted to dancing in them in a cemetery on a full moon. It is. Was he a witch? Like what's happening, Ed? It is getting weird <laughs> a now. A warlock. So he has now obsessed over the death of his mother that he wanted to become his mother. Yeah. And I feel like the idea of saying that he, like when he had openly admitted that he wanted to crawl into her skin is something she forced upon him to yeah. believe. Like she couldn't bring him close enough to her. That's fucking weird. And he's still a virgin right now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Weird. 18 months after his mother's death and intense loneliness, Gein's visits to his mother's grave developed into nocturnal trips to Plainfield Cemetery and other nearby burial grounds with a pry bar. He dug up his mother and removed her head, which he took home to shrink, 
just as he had read about in his books. It was believed that the first woman Ed Gein took from a grave was his mother. Ed would carve out vaginas, anuses, and skin the breasts from the torso. The rest he would cut up for meat, except the face. Wait, he would cut up for meat? Is he eating them? That was never brought to light, whether he ate them or not. What's he cutting it up for meat, though? Maybe he was eating them. The rest he would cut up for meat, except for the face. Ed painted his mother's vagina silver because hers was special. They were definitely doing something. Oh, he wanted to remember that vagina. Yeah, because hers was special. It was believed that he placed a bow on it as he hung it on his wall proudly to be displayed. He would peel off the face or save the entire head to keep him company, and he would put lipstick on them. The way they would be dressed up for dinner. This way, they would be dressed up for dinner. Ed would use the skin to upholster chairs, decorative masks, and even had full body suits to wear. Ed would read the obituaries in the local paper and get them late at night just after they were buried. Mm, fresh bodies. Mm. Uh, that way the dirt was softer and easier. Dude. So this dude went from loving his mom to fucking digging up bodies because he's lonely. Yeah. It yeah. was also said that he would cuddle the bodies. Yeah. Uh, and he liked the fresher ones because they were still warm. Ugh. Do you think he would sleep with them? They did, like, ask him a couple times if he had any um, sexual anything with these bodies, and he has always claimed that he did not. But I don't think that's true. You'd- I wonder if his wiener's okay, though, because if his mom put it in boiling water, maybe, it didn't maybe work. something was wrong with it. I don't know. A little know. shriveled nugget? Maybe he was, like, asexual. Ooh. I don't know. Wait, any not an Audi? I don't know. Belly button? <laughs> I don't know. Um, he also crafted. He was an artsman, guys. He yeah. also crafted body parts into household items, um, as well as pieces of clothing, such as a pair of gloves made from human flesh, a pair of lips attached to a window shade pool cord, and a belt made of nipples. What did his house smell like? Death. All these bodies. Like, how are you just living around that? That is crazy. I did tell Bunny about the belt of nipples, and she's like, I'm in. Yeah. Let's let's <laughs> cover this. this was- that, and when you told me about the pig, I was like, all right, he's a real weirdo. Let's yeah, fucking dive so into be- this. Yeah, this has now developed into, like, an art form for him, yeah. essentially. His whole entire... And, you know, what's crazy is, like, it wasn't, like, a clean home that just had, like, a, a pair of lips hanging from the shades. He was a hoarder. So there were stacks of books everywhere. He did love to read. That was his escape. Um, But there was just shit everywhere in this place. So it took a second, you know, for people to realize when they went in there, like, holy shit, this is what we're looking at. These chairs that this guy is sitting in are made out of skin. They would go also go on to find a collection of female genitalia, four chairs with woven cane seats replaced by tanned human skin, tattooed skin lampshades and limbs and heads in boxes. Gein had made a tom tom drum from a can covered top to bottom with stretched human skin and a skin purse with a handle he had cut an inverted skull in half to make a bowl and made an armchair with human arm bones i mean you gotta admit the dude's fucking creative he's an artist of he's death. an artiste artiste yeah uh, it did say when you read the tanned skin he tanned the skin 
Oh. So it wasn't that he was digging up people with tan skin. Yeah. He was actually like uh, doing things to the skin afterwards. Leaving it outside yep. if I can get a little sun tan. Mm -hmm. What if he was laying out with these bodies? Like just right. chilling, putting them in bikinis and like. <laughs> I love that he dressed them up and put lipstick on them for yeah. his dinner parties. That is so weird, dude. Yeah. yeah. Skulls were fastened to the posts of Ed Gein's bed and he had a human skin waste basket. The officers also found a pair of leggings fashioned from the skin of a human legs and a vest made of a woman's torso and breasts. So that's what he would wear around the house. This is crazy. Mm -hmm. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. As well as grave digging, Gein also targeted the living and murdered... Wait, hold on. As well as grave digging, Gein also targeted the living and murdered two women named Mary Hogan and Bernice Warden. In 1954, a local tavern owner, Mary, was shot and killed by Gein, and he loaded her body onto a sled and dragged it home. So this is where we fall into the serial killer, the serial killer thing. Um, and that's where I when I bring up the fact that I feel like he was just so socially awkward that he was put into incidences that he didn't know how to get himself out of. Um, and that's where the rage came. So yeah. like he didn't know how to control himself or control his feelings and emotions and urges. But and I'm wondering why he killed these ladies. Like there's no reason. Ed denied having sex with the bodies he assumed, explaining that they smelled too bad. Ed, that's where you draw the line. He's like, nah. <laughs> He's like, I'll, I'll chop their meat up. I will use them as a chair. I will fucking wear their bodies, but I'm not sticking my dick in that. Gross. And I mean, d dudes will fuck anything. So that's yeah. pretty shocking, Ed. He admitted killing Miss War Warden, who was shot in the head with a 22 caliber rifle and then dragged outside to his car and transported back to the farmhouse. He confessed to the murder three years earlier of Plainfield innkeeper Mary Hogan, he who had vanished in a mysterious circumstance. Yeah, but he's not giving a reason why no, he did what he not. did. Bernice Warden is... The local, like, general store owner. Yeah. And he had made sexual advances towards her. And she denied him because she was married. Oh, gotcha. And in a fit of rage is when he lashed out, grabbed a gun, and shot her. Wow. So, so he was he, trying to get his willy wet. He was, yes. Okay. And, like, and from my understanding, that's what happened at the tavern also. So both of the incidences of the woman, the women that he did admit murdering were in ways that he was trying to make sexual advances towards them 
they were not having it one of them being married with like a whole ass family Mm. and he didn't know how to take that denial yeah in it good lord so in november 1957 uh, gene robbed bernice at the nearby hardware store she owned and killed her Bernice's son, a police deputy, grew suspicious of Gein, and a search of his remote farmhouse was carried out. So when he had murdered her, he drug her body out to the car, put her in there, and he wanted it to make it seem like a robbery. Right. So he went back in and actually took the money. So technically, he did rob the store. Right. But that... I wonder if he did he really need the money or was he just doing it? I think he was literally just like, how can I get out of this? Right. And this is how I'm going to get out of it. You can read the next one. So while searching the property, investigators discovered horrific scenes. Organs were stored in the refrigerator. A heart sat atop above the kitchen stove and skulls had been made into soup and cereal bowls. Bernice's body was also found inside of a shed. She had been suspended upside down, decapitated, disemboweled like a hunted animal. He was trying to replicate the feeling he had watching his parents slaughter that pig. So he would actually use these bowls from human skulls and eat his cereal soups and cooking utensils type things out of them. It's crazy. Yeah. The thought alone is just so. So like he wouldn't fuck them, but let me eat out of them. Yeah. Yeah, I won't stick my dick in you, but I'm going to eat your brains, pretty much. I'm going to eat your head <laughs> out of your head. Searching the house, authorities found four noses, whole human bones and fragments, nine masks of human skin, bowls made from human skulls, ten female heads with the tops sawed off, human skin covering several chair seats, Mary Hogan's head in a paper bag, Bernice Warden's head in a burlap sack, nine vulvas in a shoebox. Okay, I got to just pause right here. You just cut the vulvas off, like not the whole pussy, but you just cut the vulva. Mm -hmm. Like that is weird. There had to been like, that seems like his trophy. Yeah. Skulls on his bedposts, organs in the refrigerator, a pair of lips on a drawstring for a window shade, a belt made from human female nipples, and a lampshade made from the skin from a human face. I swear, I just got, when I was reading this entire list, you know that song, On the First Day of Christmas, My True Love Gave Me Four Noses Sneezing. You know, like, I I literally just fucking started singing that in my head. Like, fucking, there's so much shit that they found here. There's so much. This is crazy. Like, Ugh, if you're eating right now, I'm sorry. I'm glad we don't have our food here. It's <laughs> a reason that happened. That's literally. Um, uh, oh, like, I, I'm, I'm tongue tied. I'm a little tongue tied with this situation because, yeah. again, I, I kind of like, I don't know. I have a little empathy. I have none. The guy was like, literally he's cutting vulvas psycho- off. I have none. I already have a disdain disdain for men in general. So to know that he's just abusing women like this, I'm like, dude, fuck off. Crazy, bro. But I don't know. I don't believe the idea that he didn't have sexual advances towards them. I I feel like there was definitely like... You don't cut a pussy off and hang a pussy on the wall if there's not something there. For sure. Yeah. I wonder if someone ever did have sex with him later on in life. Like, I wonder if he died a virgin or not. (sighs) I don't know. I can't believe nobody asked him that. 
I would have been the first person to be like, hey, Ed, did you actually get some puss or was it living puss or only dead puss? Which oh. one was it? Yeah. Yeah. Because he didn't know how uh, to connect The fact to that people. his mother had frequently instilled into him that women are instruments of the devil and vessels of skin likely played a significant part in his choice of victims and the demeaning way in which he treated their bodies. So they feel like his rage and the, what he did was directly correlated to how his mother raised him. Yeah, I mean, you think? The shit's fucking, he's, he's fucking got a few screws loose. This yeah. dude's fucking weird, man. Yeah. I don't empathize with him at all. So, he gives yeah. me gross, gross feelings. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just, I feel like it's one of those situations that had he not been brought up that way, do you think he would have ever done it? I mean, you know, he seems like a wild card. His brother was brought up the same way and was fucking fine. Yeah, you know, knew that shit was wrong. He had discernment. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I think, you know, everybody chooses their own path, mm -hmm. whether it be, you know, maybe he did get like some genetic shit from his parents, but you morally know what's right or wrong it's true so that maybe that's where it falls into like the idea that he wasn't right in the head yeah for mm -hmm. sure definitely something was going special on special needsy we're gonna move on to conviction and sentencing although gein was only charged with the murder of bernice he also confessed to the murder of mary during questioning it is believed he was also responsible for other deaths although this has never been proven after his arrest gein was diagnosed with schizophrenia which resulted in him pleading not guilty by reason of insanity. He was consequently deemed unfit for trial and sent to the Central State Hospital for the Criminally Insane. He was later transferred to Mendota State Hospital in Madison, Wisconsin. After a decade, Gein's doctors declared him sane enough for trial, and within a week, he was found guilty of murder. However, as he was still considered legally insane, he remained in the hospital. While hospitalized, Gein proved himself to be a model patient and enjoyed reading, uh, enjoyed reading, occupational therapy, and the radio. Up until his death in 1984, he was not known to display violent tendencies or cause any trouble with other patients or staff. Ed passed away from lung cancer. What a model citizen. <laughs> what, like, like, so I guess in Silence of the Lambs, if you think about it, they portrayed him very calm and yeah. very like, but he was Just like, you know, to wear people's skin, but he was a killer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's crazy to me because again, once he got the help and I'm sure they medicated him within the mental hospital mm -hmm. and such, once he was given the help that his brain and the chemically unbalanced part of him needed, yeah, he was fine. I wonder if the schizophrenia caused him to disassociate from reality. So him not knowing what he or what was he really schizophrenic? Did they just do that so that he would just not get put to death? I don't know. Like who would have had his back in all this? I mean, yeah. they, there's there was so much evidence. I feel like it, it was like, no, nah, bro, you insane because you yeah. don't do those things and not be that chemically unwell. Right. He had to have been so far gone, and the isolation of it all didn't make it any better. So once he got that help that he needed and medicated, maybe that side of him really was just the schizophrenia. Like someone literally mm -hmm. in his head being like, yo, go do those things. Yeah. His mother in his head saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah possibly. 
Well, I don't know about you guys, but I feel fucking gross. I'm hungry. <laughs> oh my god! I the thought of eating food right now grosses me out, dude. I'm just stick it in a skull and just Ew. eat it. <laughs> You're so gross. Well, what do you guys think about Ed Gein? Do you guys sympathize with him or not? Because I don't. Mimi do you does. You guys think he's a serial killer? I don't. I don't think he's a serial killer. I do agree with you on that, mm-hmm. but I do think there's something fucking. I think he's a psychopath for sure. Yeah, something's definitely wrong with him. But I don't think he should be considered a serial killer. No, not no. at all. I, I don't. Um, I feel like someone who would be within like the serial killer vibe would be someone who Jeffrey Dahmer. Saw, yeah, sought out the death and yeah. the thrill of the kill. This guy was literally just yeah. mentally unwell. Jeffrey Dahmer kind of seems like he might have idolized Gein a little bit. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, you know, knew about Gein or something. Maybe yeah. he was Gein reincarnated. Ooh. You never dun, know. Dun, dun. <laughs> On that note, we're going to go eat. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode and we will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>